But my mindset has always been, I don't give a fuck what nobody say or what they think. I'm going to get it because money is money. Paper is green. Business is business. And if you do good business, people want to rock with you. And the people who don't, there's 7 billion people here who would, there's so many more people who want to rock with you. That thought process is so limiting. This is why I tell them, I say, you're limiting. They're not limiting you. You're limiting you. Welcome to Hardly Initiated, where real men talk real shit. And we got another episode coming live with your host, Tyshawn Jackson. And my co-host here with me, Ryan Ketchins. How you what, doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? I'm feeling, I'm, listen, I'm feeling like I'm really on one. Cause it's, so for, for y'all that don't know, we film multiple episodes in a, one sitting. Mm. So it's crazy. So when I start off in the morning, I'm, you know, I'm fresh off my gospel. You know, it's yeah, Sunday, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm relaxed, <laughs> I'm chill, I'm coming Praise in. Praise Yeah, yeah, you know. Second episode, third episode, you know, I'm like, let me give me some lunch. You know, I'm still feeling good I'm in there. But listen, third episode, fourth episode, like, yo, pass me the fucking drink, baby. Yeah, we, we turned that. You know that drink? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, initiated. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> pass the kibasi, <goodbye>, yeah. <laughs> That's what happened on episode three. We on that drink. We on that <laughs> drink. But let me tell you, this is going to be a, man, let me tell you, this is going to be a phenomenal episode, man, because we got one of my brothers here on the platform. We got a serial entrepreneur, real estate investor. He don't want me to call him a real estate investor probably at this point. <laughs> at this I mean, point, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Family that, man. That's what, that's what we do. Family man. Let me tell you, the titles go on and on, but this brother about to drop some game here on the platform today. We got Kendall Ficklin, the second K2 with us here today, baby. Sir, my man. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for having me. Hey, that Ficklin Welcome name holds some weight K2. now, don't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I'm, <laughs> that's your hey, legacy. I'm so happy to be here, man, with y'all bros, man, for real. Like, y'all doing y'all shit. Like, yeah. y'all really are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Triple salute to y'all, for real. For real. Hey, oh, likewise, fast. man. That's why we got Definitely. you on the show. And the uh, thing is, we, I mean, we've we been filming episodes because we have some real conversations. Yeah. Whether we on the top of balcony, you know what I'm saying? Looking over the city, talking Facts. some business. <laughs> we at dinner, whatever, man. So this is just Juice a, bar. Juice bar, right, right, right. <laughs> but this is just the time that we actually get it on film, man. Yeah, this is really yeah. our 15 podcast, first one recorded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Episode 15, goddammit. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we in the building. Yeah, facts, man. So, but, but the beauty of the show is it never fails. Every time I bring somebody to the show, no matter how well I know them, I make sure we go and I learn some things that I have not learned prior. I have not. So the funny thing, actually, let me, let me start this with a, with a quick story about how I learned or um, how I met uh, K2 because I first met your pops. Yep, I remember. Yep. I first met your pops. <laughs> We had joined, uh, I was at an event, a G-Men event. I was on my shit where I was just like, I really wanted to be on my, my fellowship shit. I felt like I needed to be around other men. Yeah. I was trying to focus on that. And I saw this was like the perfect moment I seen what, what your pops was pushing. I was right where I was at in life. Shout out to Kendall Fickler, man. He's a true OG, man. Yeah, yeah. true OG. We were hoping to get him on the show too, man. Man, got to, got to. But um, he had an event, and this was when I first got into entrepreneurship. And you know, you know, I mean, your pops is—he's a—he's a real old, like a real. You don't really get to see a lot of prominent, prominent masculine men, like an older, true, still masculine man. That's who he was. He reminded me a lot of the men that I grew up with a long time ago, and that I used to really look up to, and 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 you used to give me game. Yeah. So, man, after, you know, I'm feeling all good. Every time you kick it with some OGs, you're feeling good and you shit. You feel refreshed. You, you feel refreshed. Right. Right. You know, I'm feeling good. Full, you know what I'm saying? We're right. ready to go. Yeah, and, and, and I think I was the youngest cat in the room at the moment, and I had my little brother. 
I used to always bring my little brother to the events. He, uh, which I think your pops took a liking to. And he, um, he, he grabbed me by the shoulder. He said, hey, you need to meet my son. My son, my, listen, my son, he's already making money in the game that I was just getting into. Yeah. And I said, yo, can, 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 can you give me his number? He said, nah, I'm not going to give you his number. But I'm going to reach out to him. <laughs> and I'm going to let you know. Right, <laughs> you know right. you're I remember I'm a, he hit me I'm going to set day. it yeah. up. I'm going to set it all up for you. I said, I bet. And he, de- and he damn yeah. sure did. And, um, man, I, I've, I've been impressed with that whole situation ever since because I love seeing a, a father, and which, by the way, your pops is very open about and vulnerable about his past yeah. and some of the things that he went through. But, I mean, he's still active in you guys' lives, and you guys got a very beautiful family. Yeah, man, definitely, man. Like, Tell me about that relationship. Talk to me about that relationship with your pops. Man, me and pop, man, shit. We, we, our relationship is real different. You know what I'm saying? Like, real different. So, when we was younger, we used to live in Jersey, right? So, that's where I'm from. Uh, we moved around a whole lot, right? Uh, we came down here to Georgia when I was, like, maybe 9 to 10 years old, something like that, right? So, we come down, and um, him and my mom had split. And I'm going to kind of fast forward to probably like when I'm like 15, 16 years old, right? So him and mom had split, and I, I actually went to go live with him. And my mom, she lived in Athens with my little brother and my little sister. So at this point, it's kind of crazy. Like, I kind of left them and, and went with him, and it felt kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like my brother's sister up here. You know, I'm all the way down here. It's crazy. These, these are all your mom's children. These are all my mom's children, right? Wow. So they split up. We go down there, and I'm living with him. And when I'm living with him... It's kind of like I'm damn near like on my own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we just, hey, what up? Boom, I'm right, at you. Like in and out. You know what I'm saying? So me and my pops, we used to hustle together. We used to uh, cut hair together. He taught me how to cut hair. Like um, my 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 business acumen comes directly, I would say specifically from him, right? So when I was 11 years old, I started my first business. Uh, we had a, a lawn, lawn, uh, lawn care business or cutting grass, not really landscaping, right? So we cutting grass and everything like that. Um, started my business, started uh, chopping the lawns in the neighborhood, and I hired one of my guys to come on and rock with me because um, my pops told me, he like, yo, I mean, I see you out here doing your yards, but don't you think you get more if you had somebody else? I'm like, yeah, I probably could, right? Hit my man up. I'm like, yo, you want to uh, cut grass with me? Like, I got the lawnmowers. You just come in. I give you 20 for each for each one that we do. I was making 40, you know what I'm saying? So, boom. So I'm giving him 20 off the lots I'm not even doing, making 20 on those and keeping my 40 on the ones I'm doing myself. So at that point, that's the, my first introduction to, like, business. And from there, you know, he taught me how to cut hair, taught me how to, uh, we used to make mix CDs. Like, bro, I was, like, the ultimate hustler, dog. Like, anything. I'm talking candy, white tees. I used to sell custom <laughs> mix CDs. And you getting all this game from your pop. I'm All of it from my pop. Because every time I come home, I be like, yo, I want to do this. He's like, all right, cool. This is how you do it. Well, so I'm, I'm curious. Why were, was it your age that that was the reason why your mom and pops decided that you and not your brother and, yeah. and, and, and sister go along with him? Or what, what was the situation? So at this point, so back then, like this this all started when I was like 11. Excuse me, pardon me. This started when I was like 11, right? But when I got to 16 and I went with him, it was more of a decision. My mom was living in Athens. I'm like, I'm not trying to live in Athens, bro. Like there's nothing in Athens. You know what I'm saying? That so I wanted sense. to live back down here where I was situated at what I was accustomed to with my people, right? So I left and went with him. And at that point, I was in the streets heavy already. Like, I was doing, like, you know what I'm saying, whatever I was doing. And when I came to live with him, it just offered more freedom to do whatever I wanted to do because I knew I can – he didn't care. He was just like, yo, as long as you your grades are straight, you do whatever you want to do, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? So that whole situation was more of a freedom aspect but also just location geographically. Where my mom lived, I just didn't want to live there. And, <laughs> it, and, it was and, crazy. 
and when did the hustles turn into street hustles? Yeah, that so like that happened. So you gotta think like from eleven, I used to uh, clean up barbershops, cut grass, go through all that other stuff. And I had a bar, I had a business where we used to clean up the barbershops in the area, right? This is out in like the Smyrna area, Cobb County. So we used to clean those up, had kids working for me doing that. When it came to the street stuff, that was more like fifteen. That's when I got introduced to that. Mm. Right? So we had moved to the suburbs. Shit is crazy. <laughs> I never actually. It's crazy. I never really told this story. Excellent. Oh, yeah, twenty twenty two. Hand right, clap for that. So, yeah, statute of limitations. We good money, right? <laughs> so I'm fifteen years old, and I'm already used to doing business and getting money and stuff like that, just on legit, like you know, regular stuff. So I'm fifteen. We move out to the suburbs, and we move out there. I met these cats from Baltimore. They they fresh out of Baltimore, like. Fresh out the trenches. The wire type shit. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they they literally just left and came here, right? So they out there, and um, I used to notice, like, they smoke a lot. You know what I'm saying? I connected with them just because they was from up top because I'm from Jersey. You know what I'm saying? So we connected. So um, they used to be into a bunch of stuff, like, you know, they selling weed, smoking weed, doing all other type of shit, uh, fighting, you know, all just anything, right? So they used to be over there posted every day, and I used to go post with them. So one day I'm in school, and I overhear this dude. He like a senior. And I'm like, uh, 10th grade, over here this dude talking to his cat in the bathroom. This is like after school. He like, yeah, I got like two for fives. I'm like, damn, he got two for fives. I'm like, <laughs> okay, bet. And my head automatically clicked. This is like natural shit. I can't even tell you how I think of it, right? But natural shit, I'm like, damn, I know they buying Knicks like, and dimes like all day, like every day. So as soon as I come home, they like smoking. So I'm like, yo, let me get two of those. Boom, I bet. So I go take two for five. I come home, get off the bus, go to their crib. They like, man, we need to go see the weed, man. I'm like, yo, I got a couple nicks. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They like, let me get that. Turn five to ten. I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> five to ten, like, I bet. Took a ten, went back, just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it over and over again. And that was really my introduction to the streets and my main reason why I did it. Because most people would say, like, yo, you look at my pops now, it's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, but my pops now is not was not my pops then. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because to to paint this picture, you know, like your dad is this very successful and and he's well known for uh, um, successfully maintaining and and and, and developing a business, family, you know, wealth, everything. So he's yeah. like the the total, you know. Life package, and business coach. Life and business life and coach, business right? Coach, yeah. So, so, so I want to, I want you to talk about that, like, so, because like, men grow, all men grow, no, all men grow, like. The whole my whole point was that it used to be, and this shit is crazy. Like it used to be tough to get, you know how you know t-shirts used to be four for twenty five for twenty. Like oh yeah, the tall tees. Like yeah, I used to couldn't even get. Yo, can I get five for twenty? Nah, we ain't got it. I'm like, you ain't got twenty dollars. I can get some t-shirts like for school. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that shit used to like throw me off. Like it's time to go school shopping. Mm. You know, it's time to go to school. We each getting two outfits each. Now, now that I got four kids, I I, I get the mindset of, yo, I got to spread this shit out amongst, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, everybody got to eat. Everybody, everybody got to eat. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, like, at a certain point, it just became, why don't we never have nothing? And what happened was is that my pops used to overextend himself for the, for, for the satisfaction of my mother. Mm. For instance, we moved one time to a spot. The rent used to be 2600 a month. For this spot, this is back in. Damn, that's hot now. Yeah, fast, yeah, yeah. right. And oh, that was, that was, was like that was a nice. Yeah, spot. this yeah. was like some nice shit. My mom loved the house, wanted the house, everything. This is back in 05, I think. This might have been 05. 
And he had fucked up already. So he was like, yeah, you know, I got to kind of, you know, make the move, boom, boom, because they had, like, you know, broke up, came back together, all that type of shit. So he hit the spot. But what that does is it overextends him to a point where he can't afford shit else. And you moved us from where we wanted to live at anyway. You know, we, we like, closer to the city. We, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't want to be out here in the fucking boonies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So it's a, it, it was a double-edged sword. Like, moving out there got me into, like, making my own money on an illegitimate standpoint. But also moving out there caused it, – it taught me a lesson. Because even at that age, I knew we shouldn't be doing this. Like, we should not be living here. This shit is too much. Every time we need something, you never got it. You know what I'm saying? And I knew it's because of this fucking house. Man. It's crazy. You live in a big-ass yeah. house and you mad at the house. Like, right, right. Yeah, like, but, get a shirt think, think, think of the ungratefulness, right? Now you look back, you're like, you was living in a whole situation. Like, why would you not? Well, it, it does show you that, that you know, nobody is perfect. And yeah. that includes the people that raise us. And they do the best they can do with what they have and what yeah. they know. Yeah. And nobody's exempt from that growth. Facts. So, you know, the the parents that you might have had, you know, let's say age from, from birth till 10 could be completely different from the parents you have from 10 and, and, and onwards. And, and it, it all continues, you know. We were completely just talking different. about that in our fellowship, actually, recently. We got one of the brothers in our fellowship. Um, he, he, has, he, has, he had a child about five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how he's planning for his child now and the conversations that he's having. <laughs> by the way, it's a complete context, completely different baby mother. Yeah, yeah. He's in a completely different mental space. His paper's in a completely different space. Yep. His habits and routines. <laughs> he's a completely different dude. He's a different guy, right? And his, he talks about his child that he had then. Yep. This, you know, she having some troubles. Yeah. You know, the, rela the relationship is challenging, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right? She's having some, she's having some, you know, emotional issues that she's dealing with, and, yeah. and that's being groomed on. But this next child, they already planning this shit out. They already know yeah. what's gonna be happening here. They got a <laughs> curriculum laid out. <laughs> this kid gonna have this totally Everything. different situation. Eyes dotted, T's crossed. Right. But see, it's crazy because you actually grew up in a spot where you were just early on in your pop's development. Yeah, and I was always the oldest, so me and him, like, and I'm, and I'm like him, like, literally in in old scary ways, right? <laughs> so we like the same. So when when I went to go live with him, it was a moment for like, we didn't we didn't take advantage of it as a moment where we could actually like connect more. We was just on our own moves and on our own paths. Like, yo, my pops used to be my plug. Like, like mm -hmm. imagine this: imagine being sixteen in real life maybe 16 going on 17, leaving school, I bet, come home, it's 10, 10, 10 big bricks on, 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 the, uh, on the counter in the kitchen, and they compressed, and you got to take scissors, you got to cut them, boom, boom, and it's you and your dad. Like, we're just, yo, boom, let's get like, <laughs> like, for real. Y'all like, really having like, a family like, business. That's bonding. Like, like, that's bonding. Like, right, right. bonding, right? Like, yo, let's get these right, boom, boom. How many you think you can move? I, I can take three right now. Boom, it's all good. Leave the seven here, like, me and my dad, like, and yeah. when I think on it, I'm like, yo, this shit's crazy. But everything that he used to do, I did. Right. He cut hair, I cut hair. He sold drugs, I sold drugs. He stopped cutting hair, I stopped cutting hair. Mm. <laughs> he, That's pops. He, That's, he, yeah. he, he moved on and went to, um, well, he does speaking and things like that. I don't really speak per se, but coaching. I, he was coaching, I was coaching. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> now I'm doing real estate, now he getting into real estate. You know what I'm saying? It's right, like, right. it's it's weird, bro, like, because at the same time, he's also, like, one of my best friends, like, just the most solid dude I've probably ever met in life. And it's not just because he's my pops. At one point, I wasn't fucking with him at all. Like, pissed, like, I don't fuck with you. 
because I was pissed at how he put our family in the position and I felt some type of way about the position he left me in. Like, I gotta take care of all this shit now. Like, everybody kind of looking at me like, everything emotional gotta come to K first. Like, oh, your dad this, and I don't understand why we can't spend time with Pops or- And is this coming from mom? This? Like, this, this emotion this and this stress? This is siblings. Everybody. This is, this is everybody. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and I gotta wear that like, I mean, what you want me to do? And then on top of that, I'm feeling fucked up because I left too. And now they're not only looking like at him some type of way, they're looking at me, both of us. My brother and sister was pissed at me for a long time. Maybe, probably might still be, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But when I left, especially my little brother, like when I left my little brother, that's when he started getting into it. Like I feel completely like if I didn't, if I brought him with me, he wouldn't have went to jail and did five years. He wouldn't have been game banging. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I solely in my heart feel like if I took him when I was 16, like, yo, bro, you got to come to. That shit would have never happened. But you know, hindsight is 2020. It's 2020, yeah. And when you take a look, you know, take a look at those things, it, it, it makes sense because the young lion, you know, usually filters a lot of the problems. Even though the 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 king, the king lion is responsible for taking care of him. That doesn't mean that you don't get you know, uh, suffer some level of, of consequences and, and, and get some responsibility put on you. Right. you and I was I mean? always taught, though, that that's how it's supposed to be. Mm. Like, you're supposed to wear the responsibility as a man. It's your fucking job. <laughs> right. Like, who right. don't want, if you're a man, you should want that job. That's what the shoulders is there for, is to bear the, the, the weight, the responsibility. You know what I'm saying? So I was always taught that. So when it came to, like, even with him transitioning and moving on to other things, he gets to teaching me the new ways of being. Like, all right, like, yo, you, yo, you got to get a hold of your money. We used to get money and spend it. It just come in, go out, come in, go out. It means nothing. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying. Now it's about yo, your credit. What's your profile looking like? What's your back end looking like? You know what I'm saying? Like right. those type of conversations. As he progresses and becomes more, I guess we could say, as a man. Becomes more of a man, right? And learns more things that take him to different levels. He teaches me and he shows me. And because we've always been like that, damn near lock and step, I take it. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's, I, I build that's, on it. That's a compound force, man. I think even when we speak about fatherhood on this show, is usually from the perspective of you get it and now you're you're where you're at now doing great and it's really no more discussion. Mm-hmm. But fatherhood continues. And as long as your dad is alive and he's doing the things that he's doing to establish his legacy, you continuously like come up off that shit you know what i mean oh. like it's it's insane like i just told my people this the other day we just had this conversation i said why the fuck do we think that raising children stops when they turn 18. right i've learned most of the shit that i've learned after 18 that they taught me you know what i'm saying like that shit was not like you still getting put on right still, now i'm still getting bro if i make a call right now i'm getting i just got put on i just hired an executive assistant he was on my ass. I was like, yo, if you don't get executive assistant by the end of February, we're going to fucking fight. Like, real <laughs> shit. Like, we're getting the gloves. We're going to hook. I can run five miles. Like, in 30 minutes, you don't want to see me type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, like, right. I'm like, I bet. You know what I'm saying? But I just got one. Brought her on Friday. We had, like, an onboarding type of call Saturday. And just the value that she's going to bring is, like, just off that call, I had to hit him up. I'm like, yeah, he was right. I got you. You know what I'm saying? But it's still game. Why do we think this shit ends at 18, 21? This shit never ends. Yeah. We give, like, why, why we give each other game, but we feel like we can't get game from parents after a certain amount of time. You can't teach your children after a certain amount of time. I had to remember that because I used to say, like, damn, I got five years with my daughter. She 
13, about to be 18. Then I had to change that shit. I'm like, nigga, you ain't got five years. You got forever till it's over. Like, right, right. So, um, listen, I'm, once, once we get in the family, <laughs> I'm just like, I got a fucking trillion questions. Oh, yeah. No, no, go, go ahead. Me too. I, I got a trillion of them, man, because I'm, I'm curious because, you know, your dad has led, you know, uh, this example for you. And now you got some kids of your own. How many yeah. kids you got? I got four kids right now. Yeah. Okay. So now you, you, you are uh, the king of your own domain. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> now, how do you establish, like, how do you, you know, bring your your mom and dad into the relationship, and what role do they play with your kids? Um, so it's it's, it's fairly it's easy, really, because we ain't got no beef. Like, ain't nobody, ain't no drama, ain't no none of that. Like, first off, we got too much shit to do and too much shit to focus on to be focusing on no no bullshit, mm-hmm. and that's the standard that me and my pop set. Like, anytime anybody want to get into any of that. It's cut off right there, right? So let's start there. It's cool. My mom, she used to live out of, she actually lives out of state now. She moved to Jersey um, maybe like a few years back to go uh, get her nursing, her nursing degree, right? So she went to go do that, and my pops was here. My pops was always busy. So what we do is it's more like a when my mom comes down, she gets to visit them. She talks to them, bills, halves time. I fly her down, you know, stuff like that. I just moved her to Charlotte, actually. So now she's way closer instead of Jersey. She in Charlotte, good, right? Good, so, good. yeah. So I was like, yeah, you got to come on down. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Quick little three-hour ride. But my uh, my pops, my pops is like this. Like, I give everything the time that it, that it needs. So he might come and might pull up once a month. But he gonna give you a strong two hours, and them two hours is gonna be like the best two hours you ever had. And then I'm I'm back to it. I'm gonna highlight you next month. You know what I'm saying? Like so, that's the kind of way that I have it. It's kind of it's kind of structured as far as that. My mom she wanted to spend more time with them because she felt kind of bad because she was living further away. Right. You know it's different for the grandmother than the grandfather, right? right? But I always tell her like, you know, it's all good, mom. Like you on a mission to do something that you know. My parents are young. They, my mom 20 years older than me, so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you still, you still, you ain't packing it in. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I know you're a grandma, but you still got shit to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's all good. No See, I re- I respect that, and <clears throat> and I think it even says that in like Way to Spirit, man. It says like it's better for a man to give uh, a short amount of time with his absolute fullest presence. Yes. Than to give, you know, try to overextend his himself while he's not all the way fully there, mm-hmm. because all these other things need to be worked on, and 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 I get, I could see that. You know, with your pops, like, oh, yeah, straight up. You know, when he there, he all in, that he in coach mode. That shit on the calendar. He on a thousand, <laughs> it's on the calendar. On the and calendar. look, when it's time to go, he ready to, he ready to bounce. Exactly. It's time to go. As a matter of fact, yeah. let me tell you something funny because I remember I was at, in one of the um, uh, sit downs, we, we had to talk about boundaries yeah. and the importance of it. And that's when he broke down therapy and how he doesn't do things on certain days and he just makes sure he, like, has certain hard stops at these certain points. I remember he was, he, he was talking about that. And in particular, I remember he said, like, Sundays, too, that's one of his sacred days. Yeah. And the funny thing is we shoot this podcast on Sundays. He was one of the early guests that we had. Yeah. I told him, I texted him, I shot him a text because I saw him at Lennox Mall. <laughs> I ran into him. He said, oh, man. He said, I said, he said listen, I said, yeah, I got I to gotta show I got to have you on there. He said, yo, hit, you got my number. Hit my, my assistant. Yeah. <laughs> hit my assistant, and we'll get you booked up. <laughs> I hit the assistant up. She got me booked down for Sunday. And I'm like, oh, cool, we got it locked in. She hit us, man, let me tell you something. And about 30 minutes after that, she hit an email. She said, oh, Ty. Yeah. She said, I realize this is on Sunday. 
he ain't doing shit on Sunday. Right. We're going to have to figure out another day, and we'll try to get him back yeah. on. And I, we still yeah. ain't got his ass back well, on. Only, that, that, but but it's, it's, it's certain guests that have become such a masses of their time. There's yeah. no way we're going to be able to get them on on a Sunday. So whether, whether it's a Monday through Saturday, we're going to get them on. We're going to have to figure out yeah. the flexibility. Yeah. But, see, I, I respect that Facts. because he's, he's really established that because, he, he uh, again, figuring out life and business – you know, you got to figure out, like, how, when you're going to pour yourself into these different cups and these different buckets of life that we have. Yeah, real shit. And with you, man, how, how you, man, folk, listen, <laughs> folk kids, man. Right. Scaling up this business. A wife. That's phenomenal, man. Listen, got, a, got a potent yeah. seed over there. Man, <laughs> that <laughs> man's seed work, right, goddammit. Right. Right. Yeah. Hey, well, how, 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 how you balancing now. that shit out, man? Man, um, honestly, bro, I... I I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, Good answer, right, goddamn right, it. Good answer. Like, <laughs> like for real. Like I think, um, you know. I, so let me speak directly to the real, the real estate business. Right. This is crazy. This was back in when I first. This is like yeah. This might have been after I like 2015. I talked to uh, my man Elijah, um, Elijah Rubin. Um, he out of Phoenix. I was like, yo, you got any advice for me as I'm, you know, on the way to, you know, building my business and stuff like that? He was like, yeah, man. Um, he was like, you know, first things first, you know, just gave me the breakdown of, like, business in itself, like the marketing and stuff like that. And then he told me straight up, he said, yo, your hardest thing is not going to be making deals and getting money, right? The hardest shit for you to do is going to be to build this while you're running a family at the same time. He told me this straight up. He said, that shit is going to be hard as hell, and you're not <laughs> going to have the same set of circumstances as other individuals have, where it's just them or maybe them and their wife is getting money, and he can, he can fall back and just do his thing and let her take care of the bills for a minute. You don't have that setup. He said, so the money that you make has to actually go to, like, taking care of your family. It's not, it's not one of those, like, I got something else going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was one of the, the, the challenges, and what I will say is that the way that I harmonize it or keep it in rhythm more so than balance, because there's no balance with this shit. I promise you, this shit is not balanced at all. Um, but what I do do is I have a conversation up front, right? I told my wife probably like a year and a half ago, like, yo, I'm on a mission, like straight up. I don't give a fuck what nobody talking about. It means I don't give a, if it ain't directly associated with this mission that I'm on, that shit means nothing to me. I don't give a fuck. Like, straight up. And I told her, I said, your main job is to keep all bullshit away from me while I'm on this mission. Just like that. Um, she looked, she was like, what you mean? I'm like, I don't want to hit, I don't give a fuck about who, who, uh, who baby daddy did what, who upset, who, um, who got drama in the family because such and such said this. And so, I don't want to hear none of that shit. And if I'm not around and... The time, that, the time that this is going to take away from the family, just understand there's a reasoning behind it, and I'm not just not here just for no reason. You got to be clear. You got to communicate that shit up front. Otherwise, they're going to be looking at you weird, like, you acting funny. You don't ever want to be home. You're right, always right, working. Right. Like, yes, right. I'm working. I'm on a fucking mission. And the mission that I'm on is beneficial to you and everybody attached to me. So at the end of the day, we all should be on a mission. Like, it should be, yeah. <laughs> it should be okay with you. I'd be damned if that role not the most clear shit I oh, ever heard. Bro, like, <laughs> it should be okay with you. Yeah. Like, I just made it straight, straight clear. So, but at the same time, right, you can take that approach, but it, there's a caveat to this. Because at the same time, you still got to be a leader. You still got children. So I have to purposefully dedicate, like, all right, yo, next Thursday, I'm going to take them all out to eat. Let's go, you know what I'm saying, kick it. 
I'm a no phone, keep the phone low, right, as much as I can, right, and really just be there and, and vibe with them. When I come home, let me get that let me get that little 30 minutes to an hour in playing, throwing them on the couch, right? All right, cool. All right, go get a shower now, right? Let me get these little moments in, this little time in when I can, and I think about the long game. It's like, yo, I'm going to do this right now because I'm doing it while with, with the aspect of setting myself up for freedom and not having to be so engaged in the day-to-day. When I'm not so engaged in the day-to-day, that provides more time for not for me to spend my time with you all the time, but it allows me more freedom to organize my time to give you more dedicated spaces. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Whoa, that was it. Yeah, you got to run that shit back. So yeah, like, I like that. Say, say that one again. So you, the purpose of the freedom is to do what now? The, the purpose of the freedom is to is, is not just to allow me time to just hang out and kick it with y'all. Okay. See, the idea of a woman, like, let's go woman, right? If a woman says, your company is built, it's running, they don't need you, like, you should be able to kick it. The fuck you talking about? Like, it's a whole new, like, once that goal is hit, there's a whole new goal. I always tell everybody this, like, yo, what's your goal? I mean, which goal? This mm. one or the one that, you, I mean, you feel me? Like, right. I'm on a 20-year plan right now in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, we in year, I think right now we year two and a half going into year three of the, of the plan. And no matter how many ups and downs that we have, when you look at the totality picture of the plan, we right on schedule, right on schedule, right? So I tell her, I'm like, look, the purpose is not for me to be able to just be all wow, with my time, I'm all available. The purpose is to do this and move to the next phase of the plan. But the next phase of the plan, I'm playing the game at a different level. I'm not playing it as a player, I'm playing it as an executive. You see what I'm saying? Like, you building the business, you a player in the game. Right. You might be coach player, but you playing in the game. When you an executive in the top box in the suite, you're not playing shit. You putting the people in position to, to, to to run the plan. You feel what I'm saying? And you're having the vision and you're putting this, putting everything in motion and making sure that the right people are in place to push you to that next level. So the level of work that I'm going, that's going to take for me to do that is a different type of work. But that doesn't mean I'm not still grinding and I'm just here available for y'all day to day. That just means that I can say, okay, I don't got to be on the phone for four hours. Maybe I can take this hour here and go have lunch with them. Right. right? Or, mm. or, 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 you know, you take instead of taking your girl out to, you know, uh, the the baseball game, at, at, you know, nosebleed tickets, you taking it to the Falcons joint, you know, floor C's or, floor or, or C's. the Hawks joints, floor C's, you it's know. It's levels to this shit, right? right? And right. when they can, when they experience the change in life that the work that you put in allows and gives them, that's when it's like, okay, I respect it, say less, I'll do whatever the fuck you want me to do. The appreciation kicks yeah, in. appreciation kicks in. Because like, some people, at the yeah. end of the day, you know, when they don't see the, when they don't see the harvest, all they see is just the sacrifice. Yes. And all they see is you sacrificing them. Yep. All they, and, that's the, and, and that hurts them. I mean, that hurts everybody. Nobody likes sacrifice. We live in a generation that's anti-sacrifice. As a matter of a fact. So the thing about it is once they see the fruits, I think that's a huge point. That's why they say once I make it, once I, <laughs> right, once right, I make right. it, everybody want to get on when they see you made it. Of yeah, course, yeah. Yeah. they see the fruits now. Oh, okay, this why you going? Bye, baby. I'll right, see you when you right, get back right. home. Right. Think about you doing something. You telling your girl, yo, I'm on it. I'm doing this shit. Boom. We, we in motion, right? And you doing this for three, four, five years, right? And she never sees any harvest. Think about trying to plant some shit and never seeing nothing come out the ground. It's obvious why she's like, man, fuck that, or she's frustrated, or she's pissed. The Absolutely. sacrifice doesn't change. Right. I was telling him, it's not that sacrifice ever stops. It's that the level of sacrifice should be different. Right. Right. So you might, in the beginning, be sacrificing going out to eat, right? 
So we're going to eat at home. But once you crack through a certain level, the sacrifice shouldn't be no more. We can't go out to eat. The sacrifice should be, I right, well, listen, you know, I can't get the Chanel bags this month. <laughs> Just for an example, you right. feel me? Because you should not be in the same place of sacrifice for an extended period of time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, if you're in the same place of sacrifice, there's no progression. So why should she trust you? And, and, and that has to be highlighted because the risk is on both ends. Like, she's also, by, by supporting the mission, your mission, yeah. she is also risking security in the future. She's also risking time that could potentially have been wasted on somebody who talked the big game but couldn't go out and execute. Exactly. So, so I do think, you know, a chick who really is is down with you, you know, you got to make sure that you do like you say, show the fruits. You can't take advantage of her you can't, being you down. Can't, you can't you. take right. advantage of that. And, <laughs> yeah, right. and, and you cannot expect that her to be down forever either. Forever. So see, you got to get the shit moving. Uh, an important piece that I, I, I mean, you named some key pieces that, that I want to go back and, and touch on. One, vision, right? Because that's too, that, that's a big part of how a woman can also, before the harvest comes, if you paint out a vision, all of a sudden they can still be on board. They don't necessarily have to see the fruits. Exactly. Women like a plan and a vision. Yep. So you got that plan and a vision down, they'll still be down for sacrifice. I mean, the fruit's going to have to come eventually. Because right, right, right. you yeah, got to yeah, execute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, later. A part of the vision <laughs> is fruits. But right. How about this? How about this? Not really for her, for you. Right. Really for you. Like, what's the point of going hard and doing all this if you never get the win? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you feel me? Like, you have to get the win. There's a, bro, I'm telling you, think about when you in the sport, basketball, and your team might go 6-74 and 74 for the season. There's no morale. It's kind of hard to come to work and play. It is. Right? And let's say you do that for two, three seasons. You've now created a culture of losing and not winning. And it's hard to grow in a culture, in an arena, and in an energy like that. You have to get some type of win. And to. it's not for her; it's for you, so that you can keep going. So you can want, so you're at the be level, your own yeah. fucking team. And at the level right. you're playing, it's 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 for us. Yeah. Goddamn, at this point, it's for us. It's, like you know what I'm saying? Because I was telling my team, I had to get rid of somebody the other day doing some snake stuff on the squad, like mm. sneaking deals or crazy shit. Like we talk about it, you know what I'm saying, off camera. <laughs> but yo, like I had to get rid of him, and I told my team, I said, listen. I'm dead serious about this shit, and it ain't because of me, particularly what I got going on. This operation feeds thirty fucking people. Right. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? You, like, you got an economy going. You bro, it's a whole situation going <laughs> right. on, right? Your kids eat off of this shit. Yeah. Like, so there's no way that we can take or stand for somebody coming in and being a snake. You know what I'm saying? Stealing things, not being trustworthy or transparent. You got to cut them at the head and they got to go immediately. Immediately. Immediately, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but here's, the, here's the second thing, though, that I liked. Because I think this is something that I think is, is lacking, especially as generations persist and confusion persists in relationships. You talked about the role that you wanted your, your woman to play in your relationship and really in the empire. You identified, he, he first identified the role and then you set the expectation of how long that role was going to last. <laughs> Straight up. That, now that's big. Yeah. Now that's big. So, so this is what I want to talk about because. As far as the role that a woman needs to play in your life in general, I mean, is that, has it, the role you gave her, has it always been that? Or, did, I mean, did you, you know, is that, is that role pretty much evolving as you evolve? So I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I kind of, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> that's a great question. That's what, hey, that's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like, before, okay, so let me put it like this. I would never pretty much give her her role rather than 
try to support where she was really wanting to be in life, right? It just so happened to work out that what you want to do and what you want to be is perfect for the role that I need you to be in. You see what I'm saying? So it's like this. When we first got together, I always took care of, like, I, you know, I, I do what I do. I, I take care of the bills. I, I, I get it in. But she used to work. And at one point, she worked, like, two jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, but not because she had to. It's because she wanted She just wanted to grind. I guess she wanted to know what it felt like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, even back then, I told her, I said, yo, you know we getting money, right? You don't really need to do that, right? She's like, I don't care. I just want to go, okay, cool, bet. So, but then she does that. And, you know, women are ever-changing, ever, ever switching, changing minds, changing ideas, changing what they want to do, right? So she worked for a while, and then it came to a point in time where she wanted to stop working. Right. So I'm like, OK, you want to stop working? I understand. Let's do the math, dude. Let's make it make sense. Right. So you want to stop working. We got to take the kids out of daycare. How much money are you making? How much do the daycare cost? Is it adding up? It actually added up to where everything that she was making was only going to that anyway. So it was like, well, if you're going to stay home and you want to rock with the kids, that's cool for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not losing nothing because at the the fact that you're leaving and we're taking them out of daycare is, is a zero, it's a zero balance, right? So I was cool with that. Then she wanted to get into YouTube and do those type of things. Do your thing. Nothing but support, nothing but love. Because at the end of the day, my mission and me being on it shouldn't necessarily, like, it shouldn't affect your ability to grow and explore life. It wasn't an idea like, I need you to sit here, take care of these kids and stay the fuck out the way. It wasn't that kind of idea. It was the idea of, hey, listen, if I'm going to be out here doing all this, I need for you to at least do this. And and, and that's the goal, right? N not to, you know, pigeonhole your your, your woman and, and, and have her building up all that resentment for sacrificing exactly. her, her, her growth for you, exactly. but to have her, you know, fit what you're looking for and exactly. it also be congruent. With what she wants to do. Yep. And that's when she has the opportunity to really flourish in the structure uh, that you created and the, structure, and, the, and the support that you provide. Exactly. Because honestly, like, I'm one of them, like, I do everything. Like, around the crib, I'll do everything. Like, yo, I'll cook, I'll clean. I, I cook a lot, get the groceries, I'll take the kids to school, I'll do all that. Like, it was years where, bro, like, I'm taking the kids to school every morning. I got the dinner, I'm cooking the dinner. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting the money, bringing it to the table. Like, on some real shit, I'm not one of those that's like, nah, you, these are your roles. And I'm one of those that I get shit done, right, in regards to anything. But at the same time, that was stopping and stunting her growth because I was doing every fucking thing. The whole point of me giving the mission and, and, and giving it to her like that was to help give her responsibility within the mission that we're in so she doesn't feel like just a bump on the law, like I play no role here. You do play a role here. The fact that you do this allows me to do this, which gets us here. Vision, paint that picture. Empowerment. Empowerment. You sound like you gotta you gotta finesse it in a way. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, I'm gonna go get what I need to get regardless of what you're doing. But it's better if, if we're a team and it's better if I empower you to see your specific role within this mission. Because if you see it, then you feel a part of it. And it's like, damn, now nah, we, we doing this. It's not just you doing this, it's we doing this. Okay, you know so I, I love that shit, man. And we got a huge holiday, huge American 
love holiday coming up tomorrow. <laughs> so I want to ask you about that because I want to talk about because you got this woman who's supporting you and and uh, she she's rocking with you and and and, and giving you all these things that you need to become yeah. successful. So you you do got that incentive piece, right? Like anybody in your team who's giving you the the ability to to, to turn the fuck up and do your thing, yeah. it got to be incentivized. So what does Valentine look like with, you know, you got four kids right right there Man. too with you. What's going on? Well, first off, this year, we were just talking about this shit uh this morning or yesterday morning, okay. it ain't looking like nothing. Valentine's Day <laughs> on Monday, my youngest boy, he home all day. He out of school. Okay. Kids is at school. You know, I got a 13-year-old. I'm like, what we about to be? Like, the, they, the girls be in the room up all night. I'm like, what we about to be at 1230 getting it popping while they just like, right, right, oh, right. my God, listen to mommy and daddy. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, some crazy shit. Like, Slayer. <laughs> but, like, yo, like. I'm going to keep it 100, though. Like, when it comes to, like, Valentine's Day in itself, though, man, I, I'm not with none of this shit. Like, mm. and it ain't just Valentine's Day. It's really anytime somebody try to tell me when I'm supposed to do what the fuck I want to do, I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't tell me this is the day I got to buy mad gifts for niggas. Like, <laughs> don't tell me this is the day I got to take her out. Like, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, maybe right. I don't want to do it today because I do it. <laughs> I just bought you a truck last month. Like, what you, I just bought you an Escalade last month. What the fuck you want for, for Valentine's Day? Like, what you mean? Like, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, right. What, what we talking about? You feel me? Like, but I get the idea of society. Like, I'm an against the grain type of dude, bro. Like, for real. We can tell. We yeah, can tell. like, bro, if they saying this, I'm trying to do that. Like, but I get the idea, you know what I'm saying, of it being the day that they want to do stuff. But, like, even me and my wife, we went through some rocky shit, bro. Like, it ain't even, like, we went through a... a a stretch, a couple stretches, but a recent stretch where that shit was not pretty. Like I'm talking like she was she was in in pure in pure against against what we doing type of mode. You know what I'm saying? And she'll tell you this like out of her mouth. Like she was comp she was operating out of pure masculine energy for no reason whatsoever. Mm. Like and I'm talking about the highest that you can be as a as a female. Like Going, going crazy, like not wanting to do certain things anymore, not wanting to play the role anymore, right? But the role for her, the problem was is that the role for her used to feel like a box. Like, if I'm doing this, then this is all I am. And I used to tell her, like, doing this does not make you all you are. It's just something that you do. Think about it. Like, if we was to say, if you was to say, yo, all I am is somebody who does podcasts and run a real estate company, that's just me. Like, and that's life. If you wasn't fit, when you got to a point where you was ready to do something different, but you subscribe to the thought process that this is me, it would make you feel fucked up. Right. Like, you would be like, damn, what else am I supposed to be? You know what I'm saying? So a lot of our, our struggle in our process of getting to a space where we're at right now, I had to be super patient and super, like, empathetic, right, to, to what she was going through while also maintaining, keeping the business going, keeping the kids straight, because at one point she was like, fuck that, I'm good, you got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, like, straight yeah, up. Like, yeah. just like, I'm not doing anything, like, you got that. You know what I'm saying? And as a man, what do you do? You're like, nah, fuck that. You get it? Or do you step up, be a man, and do what you got to do for the moment because you understand how women are? That uh, Superior Man book, it book changed my life, bro. I ain't never have a book change my perspective in the way that I dealt with a specific thing like that book. Changed the whole, like, maybe that book probably kept my marriage right. Wow. 
Because women is a specific yeah, thing. Because like, it, it's a it, it engaged my, my under, it made me understand. Yes. I started to get the shit and I was like, oh, what was she talking about? But see, like, but see <laughs> and, and this is why I bring this up because, you know, I'm having, we got a fellowship meeting every Saturday and we having these same conversations because there's confusion. And I, I get it, especially in this society, there's confusion about what masculinity and femininity is. Yeah. We got all these buzzwords we were talking about. We got gender roles and, and feminists <laughs> and all of these words that confuse you. But it's literally the balance of masculine and feminine, feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, it's confusion in what it really looks like to be feminine nowadays. And also it's confusion in what it is to be masculine, which is why we have this platform. Yeah. So the thing about it is with femininity, though, many women look at their the, their feminine essence as, as like weak weakness. As a negative, yes. As weakness, like, because that's what society has somewhat done so they can rebel against it. So what I find myself having to really do is empower women and really teach them the power of femininity and really how it actually restores and helps us move forward. So the thing about it is that the, the fucked up thing about society is you literally have to like break down the X's and like as a man, you need to, yeah. you need to know the X's and O's to this shit. Right. Not only for yourself to know how to be, pick the best partner if you're single, but also while you navigate in a relationship, just how to be able to communicate, communicate to your yeah. woman, right in a divine way, right where, where you're able to really bring her understanding to why she needs to play the role she needs to play for the greater good of the team. And the truth of it is, typically. When women are allowed to play in their more feminine role and in their essence, they're usually happier, they're lighter, yep. they're more vibrant. Facts. And, <laughs> but, and when they start playing out of it, whether they think they, they want mad. it or not, it's a catch-22. Mad every day. They're going to be frustrated <laughs> as fuck because that's you weren't designed mm-hmm. to move in this role. You was, that, that's not how you were built. You wasn't built for no shit like that. And even that. that is offensive to them. Right. Even right. when you say that. Definitely. That shit gets offensive. And to go to what you were saying, I use that all the time. When women are coming around me and they talk about, oh, it's harder when you in business as a woman and all this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's a fucking lie. I be saying that weird shit that get them all flustered and shit. What you mean? Boom, boom, boom. Like, how is it a fucking lie? I'm like, at the end of the day, your feminine essence is really a cheat code to business. If you really understood how to tap into it and use it, you actually have an advantage. <laughs> You really do. So wait, explain that to me, because now, now you fucked me up. Right, right. Explain that to me. Think about it. When you're talking about doing business, right, it's a male-dominated industry. Just say business alone. Matter of fact, let, let's do something specific, right? Let's say real estate, because we know real estate. Real estate is a male-dominated industry, right? As a woman, if you would use your feminine energy in a way to finesse in a, in, in a sense, right? But still understand that you bring value to the table. You can get business just off the simple fact that men like to deal with women, right? Yeah, see, it, that, that seems like more of the, the skill set aspect. I, I think what the, the, the women are having the most issues in, when dealing with, in the, with the institution of business because it's male dominated and it's, you know, also white male dominated a but lot this, of these industries. This is what I say, who gives a fuck? I mean, for real, as somebody who's been in business for 20 years, who gives a fuck? For real, because I came in the game drug dealer. Like, <laughs> white people, Asians, all doing business with me. How's it going, sir? How's it going, sir? And I'm a black guy, which is just right above the black woman if we talking how society looks at it, right? right. You got a white man, white woman, black, black man, black woman, right? Right at the bottom, right? But my mindset has always been, I don't give a fuck what nobody say or what they think. I'm going to get it because money is money. 
Paper is green. Business is business. And if you do good business, people want to rock with you. And the people who don't, there's 7 billion people here who would, there's so many more people who want to rock with you. That thought process is so limiting. This is why I tell them, I say, you're limiting. They're not limiting you. You're limiting you. You're the reason why you can't go further because you think that they give a fuck about what the fuck you talking about. They don't care. Handle your business. Give us a product. Give them something they can't deny. Not only that, let's not forget, black people spend the most in the world anyway. So if you really want to get on your business, fix your demographic. Get into a game where it is something that when you play it, you can, you can put a stamp on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it's not when, like, you talk, oh, it's a white corporate world, uh, white men's, I mean, shit, all their granddaddies run the companies. What you expect? Think, think about it. Think about it. We always preaching that we need to get generational wealth, legacy, owning, right? Put our own people in position, right? So when, our, when we're grandparents, we're putting on other people's grandkids and, and daughters and sons, right? What we're telling each other to do is no different than what they're doing, but you're offended. They just putting their people on. That's a, no, that's a, but that's you a offended. <laughs> but you telling us to do the same thing. We need to do this, and then we need to get, put our people together and all that type of shit. So why are you mad at them? It's just a game. You said no excuses is what you're saying. It's no excuses. Once you understand that it's just a game, you take away all excuses. I, I just can't subscribe to it because I have done, I've seen it. I've done business with people where I used to think that, damn, maybe because of how I look, it may, I don't care, bro. Like, I just want what you're selling. Now, let me tell you, me and you are actually among the same thought process in that regard. Yeah. Now, what I want to do is I want to transition back to what we were talking about, that women have an advantage in business. Yeah. <clears throat> because I think they do have an advantage, especially, you know, because there is certain, you know, uh, I would say advantages that a woman has, especially in engaging with men. And in the interaction, I will say that when we look at, you know, the feminine, they can win from an interactive basis with men. That's why I always say women can be the best salespeople Thanks. if they go about, if, if they, if, but they still need masculine traits. Yeah, still. They still need to be that assertive. Closes. They still need to be dominant. They still need to be, they, they got to be closers. They got to have competitive. these. Competitive. They got to be competitive. They got to have these masculine traits about them it, but the, but if they can still maintain their feminine essence, they'll be advantageous. Yep. But see the but to build a business, because mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think that's a difference, right? Because yep. we talking about building a business, you need structure, yep. you need discipline, you need order, mm -hmm. you need you need rationale, yeah, so you need practicality, <laughs> yeah. you need all divine masculine traits mm -hmm. to build a business. Now if we talking about working inside of a business and doing these things. Mm -hmm. And bringing your feminine essence and your skill sets. I mean, you could really help it thrive and flourish, which women are, are great at doing. They are the great multipliers. Yep. But see, I think that's I, I think that's where they're at a different, disadvantage. Different, different than because like you said, you talk about your woman shows up one day literally and says, fuck this. Yeah, like fuck it. Like, like literally, all of it. All of it. All of it. Clothes, clothes, kids. The family, you. You, fuck, fuck all y'all. <laughs> we, we don't do shit like that. We don't. We can't. We can't do shit like that. We are literally the foundation. I take, I take it back. Pardon me. We do do shit like that. But it's completely out of pocket. Not we as in our cloth. I, I think I know but, you are with this. But, but there is, there, there are, the whole reason they do that is a direct response from the shit that we've done. Mm. I mean, let's keep it 100. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we really talk about the way that this masculine shit that they got going on, the way that they're behaving, and I can say it because I don't got no problem. Like, I'll stand on the shit. Like, wait, we had these conversations all day. Because I, I can look at it from a perspective of 
the only reason you doing that shit is because whoever you've dealt with from the masculine or from the male perspective or from a man perspective hasn't been on their job. It's the only reason. Man, you I was man, a, it's you, the only reason. That shit hit home for me, man, because when I think about the I think I can think about about two times now I can think about where in my mind I said, yo, fuck all of this shit. In my mind. And the one time that I, the most recent time that I did, it was in 2019 when I said, fuck all of this shit. And I was, had a, uh, one of my best friends I was in business with mm -hmm. and that fuck all of this shit. Like, don't get me wrong. Is it both, both sides was doing shit that we shouldn't have been done, but the relationship was, was, was crushed because in my mind I said, fuck all this shit. Yeah. And I literally left that business, left that, that, that income stream and broke pretty much broke ties with one of my best friends and mentors at the time yeah. because I was thinking irrationally and emotionally. So when you do think about that, like you said, uh, we don't do this, like our cloth don't do this, like our cloth should not do this. And, and, and like you, you absolutely right. When you do shit like that, that shit is like one of the most feminine things you could fucking do. Like <laughs> even get back to your point too. Like when you said it's a difference, like with building it. Right. And then like, help facilitating the growth supporting supporting nurturing growth, growth facilitating it, right? so think about this when you ask me the question about how is like the, the the feminine how can you how could that be to your advantage right think about one word empathy mm -hmm. right when you when you have empathy and you have nurturing skills right even when we're talking about building something right you have to instill confidence into the people who you're gonna work with. Right, right. But if you have a certain intuition and a certain knowing as a feminine, as a feminine essence that you're tapped into, this can help facilitate your process of putting the right people in place to grow or build an actual institution, right? An actual corporation. The difference is, is that when a woman comes and she says, You're doing a great job, I believe in you. It might hit a little different than a man coming to be like, yo, good shit. Keep doing your thing. Because it's a nurture feel. It's like, damn, like she she really appreciated. It hits different. It's different frequencies that's passed along. It's different along frequencies that's yeah. passed along. But the fact that she can have that empathetic way of being, that nurturing way of being, and also that level of discernment if she's tapped into her intuition, this can actually help facilitate putting the right pieces in place to do those masculine dominant things that you were talking about. Right. When it comes to, you see what I'm saying? Like, I just think that if they recognize it, like, damn, I could use this shit to my advantage. They wouldn't be so pissed at everybody else for, and, and thinking that everybody is holding me back. Because you're not. And we live in a day and time where the marketplace, Gary Vee says this shit all the time, the marketplace don't give a fuck who you are and what you look like. If you got something good, they're going to rock with you. If as a black person, we got to use a cheat code and not make our face to face and put a white guy on there, I have no problem with that because it's business. Why are we getting <laughs> shit, emotional? They do it all the time. <laughs> they do it all the time. Like, why are we getting emotional? Wow. You see the what game. I'm saying? Yeah. It's the game. It's the game. And as long as you benefit from the game to now, you can take those benefits and benefit who you decide to benefit, everybody winning. And see, you, you make a really good point. You make a really good point that, you know, if women was able to really tap into these these things, they could be, I mean, it, it's it's almost like some uh, like a superhero who has a superpower that they don't fully know how to use all the way. And I, I think it's partly because, 
you know, the truth of it is, as we look at the, the, the problems we have in this generation, because there's a lot of generational confusion right now in relationships and the roles that we should be playing, yeah, women right. are becoming a lot more masculine and men are becoming a lot more feminine. Mm -hmm. And these people, and you could look at the way the households are structured, you could look at political agendas, you could look at a lot of these things to say, you know, why, but that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about what it is right now. And a lot of these things are generational. So you had this, this woman who had to become the masculine, and she raised another woman who had to become this way, and she raised another fucking woman. Yeah, so, the, so this, like, this is just kind of what it is right yeah. now. So these women really never saw how to use these, mm -hmm. these, like, these, um, their essence at its highest power. Like, they never really, like, because you, you were just dropping major divine feminine traits. You were dropping empathy, compassion, patience, nurturing, yep. patience, intuition. And, like, literally, this is stuff that, like, man, this is our other half right here. Yeah. Like, we really need that shit. That shit, when we feel it, 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 like, that shit enlivens us. That shit helps us go to the next level. Nice. We don't want to come back home to another aggressive, assert assertive motherfucker. Like, right? wants to hear that shit. Like, <laughs> right, right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. And the female has to learn how to play the game as well. Like, this shit is a game. Like, y'all learn how to play. Like, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, understand, like, no real man wants to hear that shit. <laughs> Nobody cares about your assertiveness. You know what I'm saying? I think... Um, I told my wife this the other day because she was like, well, what if I was coming and making more money than you? What if that ever happened I was making more money than you, right? It's a question that she posed, right? <laughs> Women just be, they just be saying Crazy shit, right? throwing out they shit. Do. Right? It's a they do. They want to get you worked up. So right. first off, as if, I'm like, the only way that would happen is if you just went and hit a lick for 10 mil tomorrow, right? Because I was like, as a man, just just like, if I see you going up, oh, I got to step my shit up. Ain't no way, right? right. Ain't no right. way you about to pass me. You know what I'm saying? Competitive. Competitive, competitive, right? right. <laughs> but let's just say, right, let's just say you did uh, end up having to make more money than me, right? I told the other day, I said, yo, that shit means nothing to me. What you mean? I don't care. So you think if, if I make more money, I should be more in a uh, head of household role? I'm like, fuck out of here. Like, the money that you make means nothing to me because at the end of the day, I set myself up to maintain to take care of my family. You know what I'm saying? I tell dudes this all the time, like, yo, it's your, all this shit where it's like, yo, if you got a wife, let me preface this by saying if you got a wife, because this ain't just for any little, you know what I'm saying, situation, <laughs> right? But if you got a wife, bro, like, it's man code, it's man law, you should be paying that mortgage. Pay the mortgage. You can let her pay the utility, you know, a little shit there, but pay the mortgage, bare minimum at least. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because this is your- Man law thing. shit right there. That's man yeah, law yeah, shit. Man yeah. law number one, bro. Pay the rent. Pay the mortgage. And they, and they always be like, yo, but she got to come to the table. And she, gotta, she don't got to bring shit to the table when it comes to financially. Let me, let me put this in perspective. If you require your woman to bring financial asset or gain to the table, you're telling her that, and, and she works in a corporate arena or in a position or in a- business where it requires her to be masculine, you're asking her to, to maintain a level of masculinity throughout your relationship while also saying that I want you to be feminine. You want her to jump from back to back. You, you ask her to do too much. You ask her to do way too much, bro. Like way too much. And you're confusing her with what her value is. Right. Exactly. She's confused now because you telling me to bring this. So now this ain't this valuable? And she's providing aren't at we, that point. Aren't exactly. we equal? You, aren't we we brought right. the same shit? Exactly. Right. No. Like, fuck that, bro. Take care of your shit because at the end of the day, if she wasn't here, you would still have to do it. And that's the, bro, you would still have to pay electric, still have to pay water, still have to pay, you would still have to be a grown fucking man whether she was here or not. 
So it depends on what you want from that particular woman. Do you want the woman who who you want to encourage operating in ultimate feminine femininity, right? Or do you want somebody who's going to be half and half like shit? Because some people like their woman in masculine energy. Let's not get wrong. Like some people is cool with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> some people think that that's like, yo, like now nah, I like when she moving like that. You feel me? And it's cool if that's what you like. But if we talking about order and if we talking about how it should be based on what I think, opinion, not fact, you know what I'm saying? But if we talking about what I think it should be, I think as the man, you should handle all that shit. And as a woman, if you see your man struggling, that is when you should come in and not just kick your feet up and be like, fuck it, you got it all. And it's temporary. And it's, it's temporary. Because in, in a partnership, we talk about this all the time. I have, a, I have a primary role. Ryan also has a primary role. If for any reason I'm bogged down, I'm fucked up, I go down, Ryan may have to step up and go about acting in whatever role is required. Temporarily. 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 But then we go back to where we should be. Where we should be. And, and, and see, but see, it's, it's confusion again. Yeah, and, and even when we switch roles, if you do it too long, like right, that confusion persists and then the shit just get it doesn't function the same. You got to maintain that respect, though. Because right. if she is holding it down, per se, for lack of a better word, you have to make sure that your daily actions and everything that you're doing is going towards you getting back up out the hole, right? So you can't sit back and be like, all right, you got it. She better not catch you on 2K any day. <laughs> you better not be eating no chips. You better you not be you sitting on the couch fly. watching You get what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. you feel me? Like, you have to still operate in that shit. It don't give you a moment to relax and chill. If you want to relax, go on vacation. You feel what I'm saying? But in the meantime... Bro, like, it's rules and responsibilities to this shit. And the reason, and it might not seem fair because the shit ain't. Being a man ain't supposed to be fair, bro. Like It's a thankless job. It's a thankless job. And I learned do. that from my pops. And I one day I, I just said, yo, I got to just thank this dude. Just on G's for everything that you've done. The fact that you did all that, sacrificed all that to change the game and put us on a different trajectory. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I feel, I even feel better now. I used to feel like I was going to have to be the one to take us from zero all the way there. That's heavy pressure. Instead, I'm the one who got to take us from here all the way. It ain't, I ain't got to come from the bottom floor no more. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and I respect that. Pops took the first leg. He Shout took the pops. first leg. You know what I'm saying? Pops. Like, so now he tell me all the time, you, you can take us to the 100 M's. I, I'll get us right here. You can take us there. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, when you just said it. You got women who are being raised by women who are forced to do these things, and it's a trickle-down effect. And we get offended when we're required to step in and handle our business how we're supposed to have to. But you got to think, the women that, are, that, that we're getting, they're just a reflection of the shit that we fucked up four generations ago. You see what I'm saying? So Facts. you either want to step in pocket and get it back right, or you cool with what's going on. Man, I, I, <laughs> I knew you was going to bring some, some cold-ass game to the show, man, because, like... One thing is you got a family for you got a yeah. successful marriage, you know, beautiful wife. And then you are a leader in our industry. Like, we you know, we just don't we, we got coaching. We got yeah. game from you, like paid for coaching. Yeah. And we just don't we just not into no scrub shit, you know, cook, you know, and this was a few years back. But and you just educated us on that communication piece. Yeah. But I do feel like it's some scrub or, or think it's some scrub shit that can happen with communication when you can literally communicate too much to your kids or too much to you to you to your wife so where does that communication stop and or, or start and stop like what what things are you do you, should you not communicate to your wife too early mm. okay okay great question right <laughs> so i i, I got to take this from real life example right so there was a point in time and maybe even still a little bit to this day 
where there's certain things that I just wouldn't say. Like, if I was fucked up, I wouldn't even bring it up. She probably wouldn't even know because I worked some type of move to figure, like I told my daughter yesterday, she told, she told me her teacher told her, if you see a quarter in the street, don't ever chase over it. I mean, don't, don't ever go chase after it. I said, yo, fuck that teaching lesson. I told her like verbatim, exactly what I said. Fuck that. If you see money in the street, you pick that shit up and you stash it for it and you stash it, right? If you case you ever need it. Then I proceeded to give her a story. I said, you don't even understand. Y'all would never know. I looked at her mom too. You would never even know. There were days where I fed y'all off the change jar because I was so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I ain't have no money. I'm like, fuck. Like, what, how the hell I'm going to feed them? I go to the crib. I'm like, thank God I've been putting this fucking change away. And I go to go to uh, the kiosk in Kroger, cash that shit out for 80 something dollars, and now I got groceries for the week. They didn't even feel it, wouldn't even know. And that was a point in time to actually give the lesson. But I didn't give that lesson when it was in real time. I didn't tell them, like, yo, you know I'm fucked up. I got to cast the change out, you know what I'm saying? But we're like, going to make it, but we're going to be good, though. <laughs> because you got to understand who you're dealing with and can they handle it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And me and my wife talked about this. I used to not tell her shit because I knew she couldn't handle it, even though she thought she could. She thought she could. And I would tell her, I said, listen, if I told you this, and I used to test her, I'll do like real examples. I'll be like, yo, I'll tell her like, yeah, you know, she would ask me for something, I'd be like, yo, it's fucked up right now. Like, I ain't got it, I ain't gonna have it for another 10 days. Like, what you mean? Like, how bad is it? And I'll tell her, just to test her and see, you know what I'm saying? And it's never too bad because for me, it's never, I always got something coming. I'm never fucked up where there's nothing coming. You feel what I'm saying? Right, because right, I'm a hustler. Right. Like, it just might be now on the right day. It's always a play <laughs> you know being made. It's always yeah. a play The, the, the date got pushed back. The date right, got right, pushed right, back. Right. You feel me? Like, right. I'm, I'm making arrangements. I'm like, yo, it's all good. You feel me? But at the same time, there's a level of stress that would come with that. It is. You know what I'm saying? And they would feel the stress coming off of me. This is where I had to learn how to not put my internal stress on and reflect that on them. That's a lesson. It's a lesson because now you wouldn't tell if I was fucked up or good because I maintain the same way. With my family, I'm the same way. They went, you can't even tell if I got it or I don't. That's a very it's human aspect of it, though. It's because that makes sense. I mean, you got these different people who, you know, going to have their own reactions and, and yeah. feelings about the things that you're saying. And these people are not directly responsible for getting it done. So, exactly. so you can really put them in a frantic, you know. A frantic put, place. Yeah. So and it's I, like, bro, I'm, I do this. Right. right? You got to, I turn nothing into something re religiously. Like, I'm the bounce back king. Like I teach her, I taught her how to, I teach people how to bounce back. Like there's a strategy to bouncing back. It really is. You know what I'm saying? It's a science to this shit. And I figured it out over, over years of having to, to bounce back and shit. But I explained to her, I said, listen, it don't affect me the same way it's going to affect you because I've been playing this game my whole life. I understand that. Oh, okay. It might be short on Monday, but shit by Friday, we about to be up eight, nine bands. Like I'm, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I can maintain that level, but for you, it's like in the moment, panic, panic. What, what are we gonna do? Like, are you sure we good? Like, we, we want to get something. To eat. Are you sure we can't afford that? Like, fuck <laughs> you, me. Like, yo, like, like she like, gonna starve or some like shit. Like she gonna right. starve or something. You feel me? And it, it, it puts pressure on. It puts unnecessary pressure on you because now you starting to feel. You feel what I'm saying? You starting to feel bad. But I just think that once you, you know, we, we at we at the point now where I'll t I'll tell it straight up. Like, and that also was an insecurity though. I got to say this before we move off this. Me not expressing that to her was an insecurity in myself. 
because I didn't want her to feel like that I wasn't doing what the fuck I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I was feeling less like, nah, because if she started thinking that, then she might look at me a little different like I ain't that nigga no more. You see what I'm saying? Right, so right. I would hide shit. Like, I would hide it. Like, I would go to the mailbox. Like, let me make sure I get the statement before it come in so she don't see it. And I used to handle the money all the time. I was, I've been handling the money for damn near most, most of our relationship. So I saw everything that was coming in, but I would hide it for insecurity within myself. But, you know, it's a, it's a thin line between, you know, being, you know, it's, it's like strategic vulnerability. Yeah. It's strategic vulnerability. Facts. Right? Because, you know, we, we got this shit in our business. I mean, if, 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 if it's going to be tough for us to pay the bills next month to yeah. keep the company going, I don't, you know, we're not going to come in and be like, hey, guys, hey, look, um, <laughs> um, hey, uh, yeah, it's so up. Hey, we, yeah. we're, we're going to work yeah. from home because yeah. the rent this month is, is looking real tricky, exactly. so we don't have an office anymore. Yeah. We're going to just forego that office expense. Right, right, right. And, uh, no, our PR is, is yeah. legit, like, no. We're going to be like, we're going virtual, guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so, so you really, and, and see, you every leader, every leader knows this. Yeah. Every leader understands this. Our company, our fucking country can be 40 fucking trillion dollars in debt, and the fucking president is going to go up there, the and he's going to say everything is going everything fucking is well, great. guys. Right. We're on the up and we are on the fucking up. So every level of leadership, it yeah. comes with you having this level of poise and not rattling the people that's, that's around you. So, point. like, I mean, that really comes with being a man. This is why we fucking die early. Yeah. I mean, because we do have to bear the burden and the stress of many of the families so everybody can be at ease. Yeah. I'm tense so you could be at ease. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's, that's, that's how we bless you. Like, we bless our family in ways when we operate in the way we should. We bless our family in ways they don't even know they're being blessed. <laughs> I'm blessing you with fucking peace yeah, right now. Peace yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. I don't even got peace. to deal with this right. shit. Like, You're welcome. Bro. I'm yeah. not telling you that shit. Right. That's not lying. It's not lying. And I used to, I said this shit one time, I fucked up because she got pissed at me when I said it. I was like, I ain't got the luxury of just kicking back and not worrying about shit. Ooh. Ooh. I know that was ugly. Ooh. Boy, that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. mistake. And. Just because you almost, I, you almost pulled out the notes on that one. Right, oh, right, like, right. And it was just because of like, it's that word. It's that one little piece, the luxury. Like, <laughs> like, like she ain't doing shit. Like she ain't, she, that's exactly what she says. Like what you saying? I ain't doing shit. Like boom, boom, you know what I'm saying? Now you got to get into that whole thing. But like you said, after, after the argument or the little mini argument, and we, we, we sat back down and talked about it, I was like, you got to understand there's certain shit that you don't see or have to deal with because you have me blocking you from it. Mm. Because I'm handling it. I'm just saying, there ain't nobody handling this shit for me. Right. Like, I gotta right. handle it, you feel me? So I don't get the same experience as you do, which is a way better word than luxury. But which is why at the beginning you said, hey, your role is to make sure this shit don't touch me. Don't touch and me. And I'm gonna make sure that this shit don't touch you. Because then I spit it back to her. I said, now I have the luxury of not dealing with drama. A luxury that you don't have. Man, you gotta, yo, everybody got to be putting in the work. On this shit. Oh, Luke. God damn it, man. Hey, listen, we, we used to quote a long time ago yeah. on this motherfucker, but we really? had to go to OT. Yeah, yeah. We had to go to shit. double OT on this yo. shit because, man, K2, you came on here spitting just like as I knew you would. It's just as like your ass better be spitting with, with a man with four kids and man, goddamn what? a wife for how many years now? Shit, we, well, we not eight, not eight in. Ooh. We about to have nine, nine year anniversary this year. Tons of wisdom, yeah. man. Tons of wisdom. So if you yeah. if you ain't got game at this point, you just ain't gonna make it. Yeah, you ain't. Yeah, you just ain't been studying no film. You, like, <laughs> it's all good. Like that's many a men, though. That's many a men right now. It is, man. Yeah, yeah we yeah. gotta lock in, man. It's, it's it's tough, man. But 
we got to put that work in, bro. Like, that's the only way to, to level up, man. And shit, if you want what you want, you got to go get it, man. Nobody going to do it for you. It comes with the fucking job. Yeah, let's let me get it, it then. Job, K2, let me tell you, it's blessed to have you on the platform. It's blessed to have you in my life and, and be able to have you, um, you know, just to be able to get your perspective on, on, on a range of areas. Because this is one of the few brothers I could talk about just about any fucking area of life. And he can be able to give game. And, and shit, this episode is a testament. But I know some people, man, they're going to damn sure want to know how they can get in contact with you after the yeah. show. Yeah. Let them know how they can touch you. Well, man, you know, shit, I just got my assistant, you know, the other day. I'm about to be like, pops up here, like, yo, reach out to my assistant. Yo, Jazz, I'm sorry. Uh, nah, but um, first things first, man, like, I just got to, bro, like, y'all been doing y'all shit, man. Like, for real. Like, even when you said when y'all came uh, to the, when we first met, we, we all came to the class uh, thing that I did, all the conversations we had, all the growth I see y'all do, the triumphs, the mistakes, the bouncing back, the, the adjustments. Like, as a hel- as a hustler, dog, like, I just love this shit. <laughs> like, I have no other way to say it. I just love seeing this shit, dog. Like, for real. Like, I love seeing nothing. And then that shit just... Mm-hmm. And that's what y'all doing. Y'all, 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 are, y'all are doing what I do. We turn nothing into something consistently, religiously. It's just, it's the religion. You know what I'm saying? That's so that I frequency wanna, you yeah, were talking man. about. Yeah, it's the frequency, bro. So I just want to salute y'all, man, because every time I come around y'all, man, my cup get full. Let's get real it. Talk, you know what I'm saying? Real talk, real talk, real talk, man. For real, for hey, real. that's love, bro. Yeah, Pleasure real, to have you on the show. That's, yeah. that's, that's real love. Yeah, no doubt, he, he still ain't yeah. telling people how to get him. I guess yeah, everybody can tell yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But how y'all can find me, though, Um, you can hit me up on Instagram at Kendall Ficklin, the number two. You can hit me up on there. That's probably the best place to catch me at on the DM. Um, I ain't gonna drop my assistant info, you know what I'm saying? Don't drop <laughs> it. But, uh, but yeah, y'all can do that. Or I am a real estate investor, you know what I'm saying? You, if you got deals, you can hit me up, you know what I'm saying? Info at masterkeyinvestments.com. Uh, you can email me there. We can set up a little time to talk. I do do some business consulting as well. So if you need some advice on just anything business-wise, it's a wide range. It's not just real estate. So you can hit me up on that too at uh, info at masterkeyinvestments.com. Business inquiries only. He's been married for eight years. Stay out his fucking DM, ladies. Business inquiries only. You know Business inquiries you feel me? only. On the DM, too. K2 in the fucking building, man. It's been a pleasure. My God. It's, been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been a blessing. And I'm sure it has for you guys as well. So share this episode. Comment below. Let me know your thoughts. And make sure you subscribe to the channel. Let us hit this thou wow. Thousand subscribers. But other than that, this is, has been another episode of Harley Initiated. And we are out. Hey, that-